Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. Tonight we're doing our post-game analysis for the Utah Jazz versus the Orlando Magic. The Jazz went back to Orlando for the first time since the NBA bubble ended. And man, did they have a great night tonight after kind of an iffy first half just to bounce back after their um really just after really struggling against the Heat last night for no better way to describe it. Last night was a rough game and it was a good game, but tonight was just awesome to see the Jazz get back to what they do best. So leave a like, leave your thoughts in the comments, and I'm going to do a quick box score breakdown and then we'll get to the chat. So looking at the box score, um, Jazz shot, um, hit 45 of their 85 shots compared to the 40, um, the Orlando Magic who shot 44 of 96. So Jazz shot 11 less shots, um, made one more basket, and I mean that's pretty much a formula for winning no matter what. So looking at the field goal percentage, there was a really big disparity with the Jazz shooting almost 53% compared to Orlando's 46. So again, Jazz just really outplayed the Orlando in every conceivable way this game. What's really big is the Jazz were... Um, just under 30 38% from three on 45 attempts. So after last night just being horrendous, I believe they shot just under 33% at the end of the game. Bouncing back against Orlando and getting back in your rhythm really helps. Now, what that one stat doesn't say from the box score is the, shit, is the Jazz shot two of 11 from three in the first quarter, which means they ended they from the second to fourth quarter, they hit... 15 of 34 shots for around 47% from three. They are just so incredible. And after you hit two of 11, there can be a lot of um desire to like just abandon the three, just say we're not shooting well tonight. But what the Jazz do instead is they say, hey, if we've missed this many, this just means we're going to make that many more when we take more shots. So they really play that law of averages and we're able to get up to still what is a bit lower than normal night, which I never thought I'd say about 38% from three. And I'm just really happy overall with them coming back and taking all those shots and getting to what is um, a more typical number for them. Free throw percentage was a big drop off from last night. They shot just over 70%. Last night, I believe they only missed two free throws, both of which coming from Donovan. So, to go from missing two to missing seven is definitely a big swing, but it didn't hurt them tonight. And the stat that really changed the game um, and was the biggest difference from last night is the Jazz out-rebounded the opposing team by 15 boards. Last night, um, Miami out-rebounded the Jazz by 17 boards, I believe. So that was really important for them to um, just come back and play a really solid game, even if it was against a questionable team. So I'm happy overall with this one. Now, going to the box score real quick. Let's see if ESPN will... Okay, ESPN's fixed it. Um, All the Jazz starters were in the positive. Um, Nyang was in... Um, Nyang, Favors, and Clarkson were all in the positive. And then you had the... Oh, and Oni, I can't take that away from him. Then you had the bench, who well, was cleared at the end of the game, and... They were um in the negatives, but not by much. So overall, great game from the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, I believe this is 
the first time in his career in the regular season, I could be wrong, having back-to-back 30-plus point games. So he had 31, um, 6 of 8 from the line, 5 of 8 from 3, and 10 of 19 from the field overall. That does mean that he was, um, let's do the math here really quick. He was 5 of 11 from the field, which is actually from inside the two-point line, which is respectable. Um, 50% is above league average, so he shot about 44%, so I'll take that. But overall, just a great game and um, really excited to see where the Jazz go from here. So let's get to the comments. Um, Leave a like if you haven't, and let's see. Let's just talk about the Jazz. So um, let's see. So Carter's just saying Jazz back to easy dubs. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this should have been a win. And first and second quarter, the Jazz kind of made you squirt a bit squeamish. But they're the best third quarter team in the NBA statistically, just based on how well they play defense and offense. So they came out tonight and put the game away in the third quarter, which is what they do. Um, then, um, Joe Ingles MVP. Joe did have a pretty good night tonight. Let's take a look at his stats. He started again. Um, he had 17 points, three of eight from three. Um, you, you know, and seven assists. Super happy with Joe this year. Last season, he was, he just had a really rough go. And that was after when in the, in the playoffs against the Rockets, where they game plan to shut him down and they shut him down and we lost in large part to it. So after last year being rough and coming in and, you know, also having just a really rough go this season, it was just kind of like wondering, is this the beginning of the end or middle of the end? And who is Joe going to end up being? And I was really vocal when he ended up taking some time off and breaking his Ironman streak that I thought that would be super helpful. And it has, I mean, he started in place of um, Donovan and Conley, both when they were resting, and they've won all of those games, I believe. So he's been really just helpful and just coming back. Let's do a bit more of a deep dive on Joe Ingles' stats. Wait for that to load. So he's averaging just under 12 points, um, you know, just under four and a half assists and just over three rebounds which is really impressive for the amount of time that he's getting to play. So let's see, does it give me minutes? He's averaging just over 26 minutes a game. So, I mean, if you extrapolate that out to another 10 or so minutes, he's up at um, 14, 15 points a game, you know, six, seven assists. And he's having similar numbers to Mike Conley. And I I think that Mike Conley is a much better player than Joe, but he really is just putting up numbers in a way that we haven't seen him do for most of last season. I feel like he just wasn't stepping up in the big moments and feel free to disagree with me in the chat. I know that Joe Ingles and whenever the jazz are struggling, um, all the players, everything that they're doing looks a lot worse than it actually is. So I'm definitely trying not to look at it from that negative of a perspective here, but Super happy with how he played tonight, as well as Clarkson. I mean, Clarkson went out. He put up 18 points, so just over his average. Uh, He was only 2 for 9 from 3, and I believe that was after going um, 3 for 12 from 3 last night. So that's 5 from 21 um, the last couple games, which is under 25%. So hopefully he'll catch fire here shortly and 
get back on track with that num with those numbers. But um, let me double check the first name here. So um, another six man of the year candidate right now is Terrence Ross on Orlando, and you know he put up in 32 minutes 10 points, um, four rebounds and three assists compared to Jordan Clarkson in three less minutes. Um, Poole put up 18.6 rebounds and five assists. So Clarkson definitely established his dominance again in the sixth man of the year competition. A lot would have to happen and he just have to fall off the face of the earth to not win that award. So I'm super, um, super stoked for that going forward. But I do have one more, um, stat deep dive and I'll get to the chat and see if we've had some more, um, leeway there. And then I'll talk about that stat that, um, someone kind of mentioned last night on a different, um, video that I watched and it, it was something I hadn't noticed, but just made a lot of sense. So, <laughs> um, chat's pretty slow tonight. Thank you, Carter. And thank you, CDC for staying here and staying strong. Um, anyone else, if you'd like to bring your questions or get it going, that would be awesome. We'd really, um, I'd love to go for more than 15 minutes tonight, but we'll see how long we can get this to go. So really quick, I'll take a look at 538 tonight, and then um, I'll bring up one stat that's kind of a doom and gloom stat, but I'm hopeful will change. So um, nothing changed changed on the Jazz's projected record. They're still projected to um, to finish first in the West um, with 17 losses. Uh, so that involves them going like what they have seven losses right now and they have about 33 more games. So that involves them winning only two thirds of their games. Um, and they have the second easiest schedule based on win percentage. They did have the first easiest schedule remaining, um, until Miami beat them last night and that edged Miami out to have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. But it's just, just really like stopping and taking a moment to realize what the Jazz are doing and how dominant they've been this year. It's super great to see a team that you really haven't seen in Utah since, I mean, the 1990s when the Jazz were fighting to get to the finals in the mid-90s and then towards the late 90s finally got there but weren't able to pull it off against, against I mean, one of the best players of all time in Michael Jordan. I'm Super excited to see how far the Jazz can make it to um, in the finals this year. Well, in the playoffs this year. I'd love to see how far they make it in the finals. That would be crazy to get them going up against the best the East has to offer. And that would just be really fun to see. But uh, the stat that I'm that kind of concerns me that was mentioned last night is what happened last night, I believe, is um, Bojan Bogdanovic was minus 18. And he had a pretty bad mi- um, plus minus against the Lakers, I believe, too. And what teams have started to do is they've started to um, switch on to Bojan and attack. And he's not a horrendous defender by any means, but he's definitely the weak spot on the Jazz defense. And attacking him has really um, shown to be a way that you can that you can at least have some scoring success against the Jazz. So um, per basketball reference, I went and I found... Um, box score plus minus and just was going to go through really quick the Utah Jazz players. So you have Mike Conley um 
with the 22nd best in the league with plus four. Joe Ingles, 25th best in the um in the league. Rudy Gobert, 33rd best in the league. Jordan Clarkson, 41st best in the league. Donovan Mitchell, 52nd best in the league. And then Royce O'Neal, um, 81st best in the league. And he is at um he's still at the plus. He's at plus 0.5. So you know, the Jazz are just barely outperforming the other team with Royce on the with Royce on the floor. And so those were um six of the seven players the Jazz have that qualify for um season overall plus minus per excuse me, per basketball references um uh restrictions. I'm not sure what those are. And then you drop all the way from eighty one, you scroll and you scroll, and you get down to hundred twenty two. Bojan Bogdanovic, um, minus 1.1. To put this into perspective, Russell Westbrook, who is a very inefficient player in the NBA, no matter what stats he puts up, is at a minus one this year, one spot ahead of Bojan at 121. So Bojan has kind of struggled offensively so far. He's, let's take a look really quick at what he's averaging right now. He's, um, this year he's, only averaging 15.4 points a game. That's in part due to his injury and in part due to, I feel like Jordan Clarkson and Conley picking up on the scoring role. So I am really hopeful to see Bojan get some good rest and come back rejuvenated after the all-star break. He has struggled this year overall and is definitely not contributing nearly as much as he contributed last year. I think that it's going to be really hard for the Jazz to um, be successful if other teams are able to isolate him like they've been showing that they um, want to do. And I'd like to see him get up at least to greater than, um, at least to between zero and negative 0.5. But I'd, if he is able to push into the positive on the plus minus end, I believe the Jazz will become unstoppable this year without a doubt. So, Super, um, that's the biggest concern I can see on the Jazz right now. Obviously, the Miami game was rough last night, but I think we'll see them beat New Orleans this upcoming Monday and then uh, beat the 76ers on on Wednesday to go into the break at an astounding, I believe, well, I can't, I believe that would be, dang, that would be um 28 and 7 and just, walk away with the number one seed in the West in the first half of the season. So uh, let me double check the stats really quick and, or the, not the stats, the chat. So Carter says, um, no Mike tonight either. Yeah. Mike um, was on load management tonight. I totally forgot that just with how well the jazz played. So that's something that I think we'll see a lot. The second half of the season, I'm resting Joe a bit resting Mike and maybe even resting Josem depending switching them off and on but yeah Mike is definitely getting up there in years and last year he was out for a long time with a hamstring injury so I think that especially on nights like tonight where it's a back-to-back would be it's important for the Jazz to do that it might not be the funnest thing in basketball but definitely something that needs to happen especially especially if they want to be a final contender I think the Jazz will finish with like 12 losses because when you think about it, the Jazz went four and four during their first eight games. Yeah, they, I could re, I could see them ending the season 60 and 12. It would be 
absolutely mind boggling for me to, for them to get a 60 win for, for them to cross the 60 win mark, which is impressive in a regular season, but to do that with only 72 games, the thing that might end up dropping the jazz is, and I would need to double check how they're having teams make up games in the second half of the season. I believe they're just cramming it in with a lot of back-to-backs. But depending on if the Jazz finish at the same time as other teams, you might see them drop their last few games of the year um, just because they're resting their main guys, which is what you've got to do. Like The Jazz need to make sure that they're going into the playoffs healthy. It doesn't matter if you get 60 wins, but you're going into the playoffs with a battered Gobert Donovan and um, a battered Mike Conley. You're not going to be successful. So when you look at their schedule and their last few games are against, um, let's see, their last five games are against Houston, Golden State, Portland, Oklahoma City, and Sacramento. Um, not, none of those games have tiebreak potential unless Portland comes out and just has an amazing second half of the season. Uh, Oklahoma City, Sacramento aren't even going to be in the playoff conversation. Houston as well. So there's really nothing to play for their last um, five games. And I dare say the last game of possible like major significance. Uh, the last, I mean, you're going to be playing... The last day of April, you play Phoenix, and then you play Denver Friday, um, May 7th. But that's a total of 10 games towards the end of the year where, I mean, man, the last important games the Jazz play are against the Los Angeles Lakers, April 17th and April 19th. So after that, it's just really coasting their way to the end and making sure they lock up the one seed. I mean... I expect them to get the one seed, honestly, barring a, uh, an injury, and I'm excited to see how it goes. So thank, thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. I'm kind of a slower stream, but come join me Monday. We're going to hopefully have a great stream after an amazing Pelicans, after we, after we fingers crossed, beat, beat an amazing Pelicans team. And if you guys haven't watched our video that dropped today, Dale and I did a mock draft for... Uh, the NBA All-Star game that's coming up this next Sunday. So see which one of us pick, which one of us picks Quinn Snyder um, and where Rudy and Donovan fall. We had a lot of fun just chatting about the All-Stars and who the snubs were. I did I did forget to say this earlier. I said Vucevic um, should not have made the All-Star team. I still don't know if I think he should have made it. But man, he had a great night tonight and I... I mean, I don't know how many people made it this far into the stream, but I do need to shout him out for that. So thanks again for listening and go Jazz.